Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets, episode 123. If you're keeping score at home and have been with us the whole time, Mom, thank you. (laughs) Uh, Joined in studio with... Andy Brampernard. And remotely... Tommy boy. Mike Gelfand. Well, they're both remote, technically. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Mike. You go first. I'm, oh, y- you know what's weird is that when the music comes on, I can't hear anything else. Oh, really? Yeah, that's uh, that makes sense. It's a uh, auxiliary output. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Mike Gelfand, and I can't hear anything else. Well, you can now, so yeah, all good. Mike hates music. We'll be right back after this exciting announcement. (laughs) Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey folks, Brian Zepp here. Spring is gearing up, and if you're like me, you've already got the itch to hit the road. Make sure you and your motorcycle are ready with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. They've got 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Get in gear and head to DennisKirk.com. Take it from Zep. They ship today.
Welcome everybody to episode 123 of Car Selling Secrets. We are guest free today and as, as usually when that happens we do talk a lot about cars and we welcome uh, live calls on the talk and text line. That number, and I'll re-say it slowly, is area code 561-228-4061. That's 561-228-4061. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, I got a, a note from one of our huge fans, uh, Charlie from Albuquerque. Uh, his sister, and this happens every time gas gets expensive. Uh, there's the conspiracy theory that Detroit built these special carburetors that'll get 9,000 miles per gallon. This is sort of a modern version of it. Uh, every car sold in the U.S. in the last 20-some years has something called an OBD2 port, which stands for Onboard Diagnostics. It's basically you can plug computers into this little thing and uh, allows technicians to read engine management systems, all kinds of stuff. It helps with diagnosing automotive problems. But they're selling these gadgets now that purport to boost uh, fuel mileage by yeah. 40%. There's always like a magnet you can put on one of the Well, that was the old one. You put special magnets around the fuel line yep. to magnetize the gasoline. Oh, it orients the molecules, you see. That's so right, Molecule, molecular orientation. Yes, there's less <laughs> friction between the molecules. I don't know. Andy, you could get a job copywriting for these guys. <laughs> But this one uses uh, space-age laser technology, fuel savers, mm. some gadget. Don't waste your money. This whole idea that automotive engineers are, are purposely lowering the fuel efficiency of cars, is it, it's the dumbest thing in the world. So let me explain why I say that. Uh, there's something called the CAFE standards, CAFE standards, which is corporate average fuel economy, and every manufacturer is subject to those numbers. And I think right now the CAFE standard is like 25 miles per gallon. That doesn't mean all your cars have to get 25 miles per gallon. It means an ag aggregate if you're Toyota from the Priuses down mm. to the Tundras, everything when you get to the end of the day gets to be 25 miles per gallon. If a manufacturer had a way to boost their fuel economy by 30 or 40 percent, they would do it in a heartbeat. It would allow them to sell more bigger trucks and also have a huge competitive disadvantage over their competitors. So don't waste your time on this kind of junk. There are some things you can do to save a little bit of fuel, but we talked about this when gas cracked four bucks a gallon about a month ago. This, it, the stuff that I see just blows my mind. The good news is that people aren't dumping these big SUVs right now like they did in 2008. Um, the bad news is I, I go to Sam's Club because I still bulk buy about once a month. And Sam, if you're a member, the gas is a little bit cheaper. So I was at the one in Bloomington last week, and I think normally around town it's, what, 3.90 to 4 bucks a gallon, mm -hmm. give or take. Well, Sam's Club was 3.67. So that was 22 cents a gallon cheaper. There must have been 50 cars in line oh God, yeah. to save, well, it's 22 cents. And let's say you've got, you need a lot of, I think the average fill-up's probably 15 gallons. Yeah, ours is 14. Yeah. So what's 22 times 15? It's like three bucks. Yeah. You're going to sit that. in line for half an hour for $3. Yeah. Come on, people, do some god dang math. It's true. And if you don't, call Andy. <laughs> well, I mean, the other thing is, even without the CAFE standards, if you think about it, like, if a manufacturer could clip a $5 thing to the fuel line and boost the fuel economy and say, oh, by the way, our Escalades are getting 60 miles to the gallon now, 
everyone on earth would buy one. That's right. For $5 extra per unit from the manufacturer's standpoint. So why wouldn't they just do that in the first place and make their vehicle a must-buy for basically everyone on earth? The ad copy is brilliant, though. I always like that. Yeah? It's like the... I don't, I'm not going to say this. I'll get it. Don't you write that the can't, gad copy? Can't badmouth it. Yeah, but not. I do it for and for fun. I mean, I, I don't genius. think anybody takes my ad copy very seriously. <laughs> they do. They have I some do. severe problems. <laughs> we Why have a tire carver on the phone. Oh, there you go. I like it. Hello, Hello. sir. You I'm are live. Back to your. Uh... Your, your gas mileage thing. A friend of mine just retired from Ford Fuel Management. Oh. Um, he helped design a lot of this stuff, and he's, he always said, you know, if they could do a 100-mile-an-hour carburetor or a 100-mile-per-gallon carburetor or fuel injection system, do you think they wouldn't do it yeah, to exactly. get ahead of GM, Chrysler, and everybody mm-hmm. else? No. Yeah, I, Everybody would be buying my product if they put that out there. So yep. you don't listen to a car salesman yeah. say it. Listen to somebody that actually races cars. <laughs> Thank you for... Yeah. Gas for, mileage and, matters a whole lot there. And, and his friends who's an engineer who actually, you know, designed all this stuff going, yeah, that's what we try to do. Yeah, It just we, doesn't we make sense. We try to make cars a lot more efficient <laughs> so we can get ahead of everybody else. Right, Exactly. Because that's, yeah. that's a major selling point, any vehicle. I think what percentage of consumers would you say uh, think, like they ask about the gas mileage when they're buying a car? It really depends on if gas is shot up. So if it's stable for a long time, I mean, we went for, you know, most of the Trump administration, it was 250 a gallon mm-hmm. probably-ish. It, it dumped down into the high ones for a little bit when nobody was working, and it shot up over three ones. But for the most part, that's what it was, and it rarely came up. Oh, yeah? People that buy fuel-efficient cars, I mean, they were going to buy them anyway. That's true. But it's only when it shoots up that all of a sudden the world's coming mm-hmm. to an end, and, you know, I'm going to go broke at filling up my expedition. And, it, you know, I'm sensitive that it is it is more expensive. But if you look, do the actual math, yeah. this is not a big part of, of, of your expense. No. The thing that I remember, and Tyre, maybe you remember this, and I think this was back in the 70s or so when it, initially it was the, the, the miracle carburetor that, that, that uh, Detroit snuffed. And some of the stories were even so outrageous that the inventors had been mysteriously murdered or made to disappear. Do you remember that? Well, yeah, I was a kid back then, but yeah, I remember all that. Well, thanks oh, a lot. Now I feel like a dollar, a dollar, <laughs> dollar a gallon, and uh, you know, it's going to be. We got to get this carburetor out there because oh nope, everybody got killed that was involved with it. And okay. but the, the funny thing <laughs> is, there are people that actually believe that. It just, I, it just blows my mind. Oh yeah. There's people that uh, believe the sky is down and the earth is up too. So. Well, there are people yeah. that believe it's flat, so I guess there's always that. Yeah, well, my reply to that is if the earth was flat, the cats would have knocked everything off the edges. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, that. That's actually. Good. That's a very good point. The mm-hmm. cats would just bat it at it and knocked it right off the edge of the earth. <laughs> have they ever figured out why cats do that? Just walk up to something and knock it off and then look at you like, what are you going to do about it? Cats are assholes. Just doing it to be, they think it's funny. They they think it's funny because they're assholes. Hatred of us. 
the hatred of the human being. I got to get is. back to work, so I thought I'd just put my two cents in there, and uh, you guys have a good weekend. We will. Thanks for calling. Go carve some tires. Oh, get it? See you later. <laughs> <laughs> I just go see you later. I love that. He's such a, a nice, nice guy, guy until he said, yeah, well, I was a kid back then. It's like, oh, that's not. Mm-hmm. Pissing okay. all over you. Whatever. I thought you were going to call Paulie and have Paulie call in on the, on the, sec- on the uh, second hour. I got to, you know, now that he's unemployed, I, I, I'll, I'll wait till you're back in town, but we'll have him. He hasn't been on the show in a couple of years, and he's always. No, 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 no. I said Paulie. Oh, Paulie from St. From Cloud. No, I'm oh, talking about um, meat, sauce. meat sauce. Meat sauce. Okay. I don't know um, him as meat sauce. Know I've always known him as Paulie. We know a lot. Everyone we know is either named Paul or Mike. I swear. Hang on a second. Let me, I'm going to give Andy his number. I, I, yeah, you're, you're going to want to text that to me, I would think. Yeah, I'm not going to hand. No. <laughs> Actually, you know what? He's kind of an a hole. It's 612. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just give his number on the air. <laughs> you guys talk while I'm looking it up. Yeah, I just think he'd be a good guest. I'm calling. Paulie's a great kid. I'm gonna, matter of fact, I'm gonna start playing golf with him. I didn't get a chance to play golf with him last year because I didn't play at all. I love playing golf. He and uh, Johnny Randall and uh, his buddy Jake, great guys to play golf with. Had a had a wonderful time. So that will all work out uh, magnificently. Right. Well, while he's looking that up and texting it over to me, we have Joe on the phone. Jose. Cuervo? What's going yes, on? that's the one. What's happening, Pally? I'm just uh, calling to talk about the fuel discounts. Um, oh, sure. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a gas app called uh, Get Upside. Get Upside? Um, yeah. Uh, it, it'll tell you, you go on to it, and it'll tell you certain gas stations around you that offer like percentage back or uh, money back. Sense. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But um, I don't remember if there are Circle K in Minnesota. I don't. There used to be. I think there might be like one or two. Yeah, I think that's about right. Okay, they're pretty prevalent down here Circle K, Thornton's, and uh, Speedway. But this, the app down here uses Circle K. And some places, one place, the one that I go to offers 16 cents a gallon cash back. Uh, another one's 12 cents. And it also uh, offers money back on food. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, Holy Smokes Barbecue and Catering that we have here. Offers thirty-seven percent cash back, and pizza place same thing. Yeah, it doesn't sound like much, but after a while, it adds up. I mean, Melanie's been using them for the last couple of months, and she's already up to fifteen, sixteen dollars. Of course, she fills up quite a bit more than I do, but she has farther to go. But the reason I was mentioning Circle K is every once in a while, every couple of weeks, they. Pop in with the thirty cents off coupon for me. Wow, what's the app called again, Joe? Get Upside. GetUpside.com. I don't know if it's .com, but it's, it's on my phone. Yeah, we use an app called Gas Buddy every so. We don't use it that often because we just go to Costco. 
We just we do. The, I mean, I, if if it wasn't a half an hour line like you were talking about, I would never do that yeah. because well, idling in your car for yeah, half you, an hour, you're costing. You're, probably, you're stepping yeah. over dollars to pick up dimes. Exactly. But I mean, usually out here, it's like you know maybe three four minutes in line, and that works for me because at this point, I'm driving an hour a day uh, round trip. So, you right. know, I'm, I'm probably filling up once a week. So if you save $3 a week, you know, it's a, um, a couple hundred bucks a year. It's not a ton, but, hey, why not? I'll take it. Yeah. I exactly. don't make that big DJ money. No. <laughs> what Sam, can't all afford what to use premium. Tell you, Sam's Club's not telling you that when you spend money there, they hold double what you spend on the gas. They do. So you spend thirty dollars on the pump, they're gonna hold sixty bucks just to make sure the clears. Huh. That's interesting. Give you thirty dollars back, but not until the thirty dollars you spent on their gas mm. clears the bank. Oh, so it's almost really? like a loan you're giving them. That's interesting. Pretty much. Every every gas pump you prepay at the pump does that. Huh. I found that out the hard way. If you use a credit, I'm assuming if you use a debit card, they can't do that. Well, no, it does. Oh, huh. That is interesting. To research that more, I think. But uh, I was about uh, 15 years ago. I used a debit card to prepay at the pump, and I had just over enough to pay for gas. And my bank account went to negative balance, and I almost lost my shit. Mm. I spent a couple hours on the phone, found out, well, no, when you pay it, when you prepay at the pump using your credit card, it'll take out twice what you're pump putting in. Hmm. Well, that's no good. Well, thanks for calling in, Joe. Hope everything's going good. And we're going to move on to our next story. All right. Night. It actually reminds me, uh, how often do cars use premium anymore? It's, I don't think I've seen it like in 20 years. No, actually, uh, a lot of Highline cars are designed to run on premium. Almost everything Mercedes sells, Porsche, BMW, are all premium fuel well dad you Jaguar. got a pretty nice car that that doesn't take premium does it oh yeah it oh does. yeah it does. Oh, does it yeah oh, yes, good thing i never tried to fill it up then so 92.5 yep here's here let's talk about that I'm, it's a good thing that you bring it up a lot of people uh especially in the winter time if they're going on a trip it's like well you know i'm going to treat my car to premium yeah not quite you're how throwing works. money out the window right Right. There is, it's, there's no more energy in premium fuel than there is regular. It's the compressibility, right? right? Yeah, yep. that's right. It's exactly right. So mm -hmm. higher performance engines run at higher compression ratios mm -hmm. generally. Uh, normally aspirated car would be eight and a half to one. In other words, the pistons are creating eight and a half times normal atmospheric pressure inside the combustion chamber. Right. But higher, RP, or, or, or higher uh, compression ratio cars can generate more power. But, and you remember this in the old days, Tom, if you put one of those big engines on a lot of load, you would hear all this pinging and knocking. Oh, yeah. And that's actually <laughs> yep. what's going on. What you're hearing is actually explosion. So when gas burns normally in a car, it doesn't explode. It just, it ignites and burns out quickly. It's like, whoosh. Um, but if it's under too much uh, 
compression, it's actually detonating, and that can that's you're you're flirting with blowing up the engine. So high premium fuel has a higher octane rating, which Andy's exactly correct. Like always, it allows you to run high compression uh, without detonation. Now you can put regular fuel in a lot of these modern high compression engines because the fuel management and the computer systems are so sophisticated it goes oh we got a cheap shot cheapskate driving we're going to detime the engine a little bit so it's less likely mm. to uh, detonate it'll you'll it, actually go backwards a little bit because the engine isn't running at peak efficiency anymore but right. most highline cars uh, even my old mercedes my old 3 runs on premium and and uh, most of the European Highline stuff does. U.S. cars, for the most part, unless you get into, like, the high-performance stuff. I don't know about the Mustangs, but the Dodge Hellcats and all that sort of stuff, they're all, they need premium fuel mm. to run. So, And it is a lot more expensive. So, But if you're thinking, ooh, it's really cold out, I'm going to treat my car to premium so it starts better, just throw your money out the window. It's you're you're <laughs> deriving zero benefit. At least if you throw the money out the window, a homeless person might be able to get a cheeseburger. Amel says GM's trucks are in eleven to one compression, uh, but apparently they have to use computers that can like handle that kind of right. speed. Yep. Which yeah, you couldn't do that twenty years Amel ago. Amel should call in and explain this better than I. I just gave my half-hearted salesperson approach. Emil's actually a, a General Motors technician uh, that lives in, boy, Wisconsin, if I remember right, or close to there. So, Emil, if you can do it, come on, buddy, 561-228-4061. He's been listening to these shows forever, and nope, I always Busy working, he says. Yeah, blow it. Tell him you're out on a ride, <laughs> diagnostic ride and drive and park behind Wendy's and blow. give us a buzz. Also, he's in Kenosha. Kenosha. Okay, well, I was close. Uh, Bob wants to know, not the Bob Sansevier, but Bob Franklin, wants to know if you can put an octane boost in regular in a car that needs premium. You know, that's a good question, and I, I don't know the so. answer to that. If you can get the ratio correct. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know, Bob. That's an interesting question. So he's talking about you can go to any auto parts store and find little cans about the size of three-in-one uh, three cans that have octane, octane booster. Yeah. But I wonder if, if, yeah, if you get the ratios right or if it would just be cheaper to buy premium gas. It probably would be cheaper to buy premium if I had to guess because yeah, they're wholesaling it more or less, whereas at the, if, with the cans, you're getting markup and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, usually convenience stores, the where they make all their money is in the in the selling bread yeah. and beer and pop. And right. They don't make a ton of money selling gasoline. Can you put too much octane in a uh, engine and wreck it? I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't either, but I don't know. Come on, Amal, you got to call in and help me, man. <laughs> We're talking about the uh, Andy's molecular too smart. density I need, I need of fuel some and stuff. I need backup. Yeah, yeah, there he you says go. the lower the octane, the better, which makes sense yeah. because octane doesn't burn as well as yeah. uh, gasoline. But of course, you need a. So basically, you want to put in as low octane as your car will accept. It'll and say run correctly. Yeah, right. It'll say right on. If you don't know what octane rating your your car needs, just open the gas tank door and it says right in there what it should be. Right. You know, let's take a little break because uh, I think we're over 20 minutes already, and we'll talk a little bit more about fuel. We can talk about ethanol and and how the math yeah. works for that. Actually, so, I do have a story about that. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Save it for part two. We will be right back after this exciting announcement. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. 
It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. We are back with Car Selling Secrets. Doug rocking out, man. Yeah, man. I love it. So let's talk about ethanol. I'll probably piss off a few people, but here is the deal. It's, uh, you know, it it was developed a few decades ago as a way to uh, produce gasoline in the United States. Uh, and they, you know, the the farmers that grow the corn got some pretty good subsidies from the federal government to do that. It's a big, it's a big deal up here in the Upper Midwest because you know it's a big corn belt we're in. But for the most part, the and and ethanol, high ethanol, or ethanol rated fuels are substantially cheaper than regular gasoline on the order of about twenty to thirty percent. However, there's two problems with it. Your fuel economy dives by that much if not more, and technically it costs, takes more energy to produce a gallon of ethanol than there is energy in the, ga- in the gallon of ethanol. So it's, right. you know, in, the, in our farm communities here, it is a big income source. Um, does it really do what initially they thought it was going to do? It really doesn't. Um, so if you, right now, people are looking at, you know, high ethanol, uh, deals as a substitute, a way to save some money. Two things to be aware of. Not every car can run on E85. Again, no. if you were wondering, open your fuel door, and it will say in there, you know, uh, minimum or maximum ethanol is E10 or E15. That means 10% or 15%, which most of our standard fuels have here. Our uh, uh, Nissan, I think, caps out at E10. Yeah. It won't take a E15. But some of them are multi-fuel, and they can run E85, so you can do mm-hmm. it. But to, to but to figure out if it makes sense financially, um, figure out your fuel mileage running on regular uh, gasoline, and then run E85 and compare them. You got to do a little bit of math. Your your economy is going to drop quite a bit. Well, you can. There are that... charts out there, vehicle to vehicle. Yeah. Because some vehicles they'll lose thirty yeah. percent fuel efficiency. 
On some vehicles, their fuel efficiency is not affected at all somehow. It really? depends. It Yeah, it, it varies wildly, apparently, depending on vehicle to vehicle and manufacturer to manufacturer. Just it's because of the way that the gas is injected, how the timing is, and all that kind okay. of stuff. It well, can, I'm going to have to retire from out. Car Selling Secrets. We're going to call this Andy's Auto Hour going forward because yeah. he knows more about this stuff than I do. I live out in the uh, land of corn, so yeah. I know all about the uh, yeah the uh, corn gas because yeah, you it's, might it's want, everywhere you now. Might want to not want to tell them you know me if they listen to this <laughs> no i'm sure no one has any idea who either of us are out there oh i think and we're, we're perfectly incredibly happy popular with that. everywhere don't yes. kid yourself we'll go to uh iceland and they'll be talking about doug and andy talking about cars yeah that's right <laughs> Andy's auto hour. so yeah do the math make sure if it if it makes financial mm-hmm. sense and you want to do it go for it but if you go yeah this is kind of a Alan Crutch famously says, a long run for a short slide. Yeah. Uh, it's it is less energy per gallon. That's yeah. just like an objective fact. But somehow, I think just some cars don't burn gasoline quite as efficiently somehow. It's yeah, hard. older I cars mean, are a, less efficient. Million. I mean, yeah, carbureted cars are way less efficient than modern exactly, that's multi-port fuel-injected vehicles. So, yeah, it's like if you're getting uh, 30% less cost for the gas... But your fuel efficiency goes down 35%, well, then you're losing money. So you really do have to do the math. Um, I, for one, am really looking forward to the boating season this year because mm-hmm. gas on the river is about a dollar higher a gallon than it is on land. Got to get a flex fuel boat. And if I take it really easy on the throttles, I can get 1.2 mm-hmm. miles per gallon. <laughs> There's a bit of friction underwater. Yeah. Yeah, and propellers aren't the most efficient. No propulsion systems ever we had a um we just gave away a bunch of old cardboard boxes to a this like couple i think there were a couple it's hard to say but uh i noticed that their car was a flex fuel car and i was like do you ever now the gas is so high do you ever fill up on flex fuel and they're like it's like five cents a gallon less it's hmm. it's barely any less than regular gas right now. Huh, that's interesting. I didn't know. It, that. I mean, I, I don't pay attention. I, I to wouldn't it. have thought, but yeah, they said it's like the price difference compared to the slight difference in gas mileage. It's not even worth bothering. Yeah. So, but the E85, it's uh, you got to do that research because if you drive like. If you're one of those people like Mike Bryant, I mean, God, how many miles does he drive a day? He drives fifty to 60,000 miles a year. Yeah. We're actually going to change Walzer Care. So Walzer Care, a free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty, unless your name is Mike Bryant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a special deal we're having right now. You're out of the mix. I but like yeah, it. for someone like that, even if you're only saving, like ultimately when you take into account the cost and the gas mileage even if you're only saving five percent i mean at that amount of mileage that could really add up yeah yep you're right although you do have to live somewhere where you can get e85 which like in the cities i don't think you really see e85 too much we uh we've got i live in rosemont and there's a gas station there that that sells it i think the the people we were talking to they said quick trip is like one of the only places yeah. that you can get it this this place is called like min gasco or something like that they're, they're oh yeah they're yep. and they sell the 85 in addition to regular blends of fuel hmm. so uh officer dave says doesn't the 85 have additives that gum up lines tanks and injectors um ethanol <coughs> is harder on older classic vehicles i would never put it in a classic yeah car, yeah it can deteriorate some of the fuel lines. Modern engines that are, are, you know, they use different materials and that stuff, and it won't do that. Well, because ethanol, it burns cleaner, but it burns hotter, right? 
Yes. Something like that. So if your gas line isn't designed to take that kind of temperature, then it makes sense that it would, yeah. Yeah, it, your engine has to get pretty hot before you start boiling fuel. I mean, that, well, that was a problem in the old days. Just like the wear and tear of, you know, heating up the engine beyond what it's used to. Because if ethanol burns 50% hotter, you know, that's quite a bit of yeah, extra Yeah, your heat. cooling system, it, it should be designed to overcome the Even if you're driving like a, a 55? <sighs> Andy, you're asking too many <laughs> damn questions. We're getting deep into the, uh, the ethanol gas. Ethanol wars. It is not something that people talk about a whole lot. No. Yeah. But it's come up now. I mean, this anytime mm-hmm. the gas shoots up, all these conversations come back. Yep, that's true. It seems to be stabilizing a little bit. Who knows what's going to go on over in the Ukraine in the next couple of months. Yeah, that's true. It looks true. like uh, Vlad's getting his ass kicked, which I think a lot of people are rooting for. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think I'm, I'm, I actually have a, a patent. I think I'm going to become a billionaire. It's a car that runs on political division. <laughs> it's an infinite That's source fortune. of fuel. All you have to do is uh, take it outside and boom, your fuel tanks are full. I have the perfect name for it. What's that? The Schadenfreude XLT. <laughs> yes, there you, there you go. Schadenfreude, baby. Yeah, that uh, I like that, Andy. There's an unlimited amount of supply of fuel, so mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. It's all the friction in the air, the friction between people. Friction <laughs> generates heat. You just harvest that heat. There you go. I like it. I think just this. Oh, here we go. Tire Carver. Uh, it's cars with, he says, older rubber. I don't know what older yep. is. But the, the rubber, uh, the ethanol will eat it. Yep. So that's why you don't run ethanol in older cars. Classics, yep. Which but, makes sense. But the modern ones are designed for it. They're not going to. They're not gonna... No, they wouldn't do that. I remember seeing a woman um, filling up a plastic shopping bag with gas when this gas crisis started. Are you oh, kidding God, me? Oh, God, that's I'm right. You told me sure that. pretty sure that wouldn't hold up, uh, but I think a modern gasket would. They're not made out of plastic bags from uh, Walgreens. No, I don't think they'd do that. <laughs> no. Styrofoam. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, putting gas in styrofoam. Doesn't it eat right through styrofoam? Yeah, if you mix gas and styrofoam, it becomes something quite similar to napalm. Oh, good. Well, yeah. for all okay. the little terrorists listening to Car Selling Secrets, yeah, well, it's, uh, tell yeah. them Andy sent you. Well, it's uh, you're more likely to burn yourself up than anything else, though. Yeah. you got this extremely flammable sludge that you can't really do a whole lot with. Yeah, can't say I recommend it, no matter what you're doing. <laughs> I get a little uh, news story to read here. Uh, Tesla and its rivals keep raising prices either through direct... Uh, hikes or dealer markups, even as shoppers begin to show strong interest in electric vehicles. Tesla's original master plan was to use the proceeds from its pricier vehicles to create a $35,000 electric vehicle for the masses. The EV dealer did briefly sell a version of the groundbreaking Model 3 at a price uh, via special order for $35,000. As of earlier this week, however, the most inexpensive Model 3 in the U.S. reached $48,400, so it went up $13,000 in a year. Um, So this is, it's classic supply and demand. You know, there's, gas goes up, we've got, and the manufacturers are now building some pretty interesting and viable electric vehicles for Everybody, a lot of people get mad that they called the Mustang E a Mustang. That's not a real 
Daniel Mustang. Well, it's a pretty cool electric car, mm -hmm. and it's relatively affordable, but because of the shortages, the prices are going up, and the Ford dealers, a lot of them are marking them up over window sticker, and Tesla, and uh, Rivian, who's uh, built that really <laughs> wonderful truck, but that thing went up by, uh, they just jacked the price up of that by $12,000. Now that's an 80-some-thousand-dollar vehicle to start, so it's out of the... The, the, the clutches of us mere mortals, but it, it just illustrates what's going on. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit because I've gotten some emails from people going, talking about dealers selling cars over window sticker. And there's a lot of, it, it obviously pisses people off and I don't blame them at all. Um, we generally don't do that as a, as a dealer group, although there are a few select vehicles that we do sell well over window sticker. They're just so hard to get. It's a couple of uh, Toyotas that you know will get three a year, and we'll have dealers that would pay ten thousand dollars over window sticker for them. So it's that's what happens. But um, we were talking to the Continuum women before uh, the the first hour started, and I said, you know, it's really kind of like the housing market. If you have a late model vehicle, it's like having a house and buying another house when market goes up because the value of your used car is just rocketed exponentially as well. It's not unusual right now for a two or three year old used car to be worth more than people paid for it two or three years ago. It's just it's it's not going to last, but it but it but it is the reality of, you know, everybody says they're a capitalist until there's a shortage <laughs> of supply and a really high demand, and then everybody gets mad. So mm -hmm. this, this is what's happening. And as I told one of them, they were thinking about getting a new car. I says, you know, I really encourage a lot of people to look at leasing right now because you're spending a lot less money. You can get a shorter term lease, just like Tom, you did on your Altima. Um, you know, in a, in a couple of years, and most leases are usually 36 months, you can find some 24s out there. Nissan even has some 18s, which is really kind of a cool idea. Uh, but by the time um, your lease is up, the market is gonna be back to normal. This isn't gonna return forever, there's already some manufacturers that are in pretty good shape. Mazda is doing really well. Um, Subaru is just getting slaughtered. Uh, they're just they they're, they've been hit the hardest of all the brands we cover by the the uh, part shortages. We've uh, and the Walzers are really happy about that. They just spent about eighteen million dollars to build a brand new Subaru store Whoops. in South St. Paul, and I think we got five cars on the lot. <laughs> so it Ooh. happens. Um, and in the long run, it's a great investment because it's a great brand. But I just if you're thinking, if you're looking at the prices of late model used and brand new cars right now and kind of shaking your head like all of us are, look at leasing as a, as a sort of a stopgap measure to get you through. You're not, you're not, you're not marrying uh, a vehicle. Um, I, I think it's a better solution for most people than 84 and sometimes now 96 month financing on an automobile. That's the sort of stuff that I'd encourage people not to do. You know, you were talking about how people don't think the electric Mustang is a real Mustang, that sort of thing. Do you think a lot of it still has to do with the fact that it doesn't sound like, you know, you don't get that rev, that, you yeah, know, Yeah, that's probably a part of it. I mean, that, that, and I'll admit, I'm, I'm a fan of electric cars, but I've owned big gas-guzzling V8s with straight exhaust, mm -hmm. and I, there's something visceral about driving a car like that that's really fun. Well, I was actually thinking I have a good marketing opportunity, I think, for uh, any electric car manufacturers who are listening. So we go the opposite way. Instead of trying to make your car sound like, you know, you got that low rumble, yeah. put the Jetsons sound effect in it. <laughs> 
That would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As you're driving around, you're going. It's not a bad idea, Andy. Yeah, there you go, Elon Musk. Just send me uh, $100,000, we'll call it good. Well, you know. No, no, $100 million. $100, yeah, $100 million, million. we'll call it good. If you think about it, you could have, you just it's just a sound system. You could have your choice of how you wanted your car. Cars to actually, so electric cars do that sometimes. They'll have a speaker that's synced up with the motor that plays engine revving sounds. How about so making it, it sound like the Enterprise going to warp drive? Oh, there you go. Ooh, you slam you on the uh, accelerator and it's, uh, yeah. It's, uh, dun, 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 dun. Mr. Data, warp seven. I think you're on to something. Yeah, there you go. Although there are there are laws actually, unfortunately, about what sounds your car can make, because I've looked into the idea of having like. Wait a minute, but can't, have you been studying the automobile business? Where did this fountain of knowledge come well, from? Andy? I thought it would be funny if you could like put a piano on your steering wheel and then have your horn like you could play melodies on your horn. Oh God! But legally, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> That's oh, I knew shock. that. <laughs> oh, you you uh, had that idea too? No, I I just never really conceived of it. But then again, you know, I I drive a car like four times a year, so that's true. right. Yeah, but like the um, I think the uh, old uh, trope of a car that plays with La Cucaracha. Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to do that technically. Oh darn it! It's got to be a horn sound. <clears throat> well, because otherwise you could have people doing. Yeah, Officer Dave, that was big in the '80s. I was yeah, gonna sort of thing. When Sarah turned forty. You know, a dozen years ago or so, I was going to buy her an old Camaro and put a lot of cucaracha horn in yeah. right Sarah oh, on yeah. the door. But I just, I, I didn't have the motivation level. But I did, and much to her parents' shock, I did, and the, you could still buy them 12 years ago, I did give her a bikini and a Confederate flag bikini. Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were, God. I don't think we were married yet. We they, She opened it and looked at me and I got the look. Gamble. And they're yeah. like, what the... Are you? You know what does need to be illegal, though? I think musical horns make that legal because they're fun. What needs to be illegal is ads or songs right. that have, like, car squealing sounds, yes. right. car right. horn sounds, oh, yeah. sirens. I thought that was illegal. I, no, I don't think they are. Wasn't you, it at one time? I would. I mean, you'd think that would be like the most common sense legislation in the world. It's like, don't freak people out while they're driving their car. Yeah, yeah. But I don't. I don't think so. Officer Dave, he's listening. He might know, but uh, I, I. It might be a state by state thing. It could even be city by city. Who knows? Yeah. Although, how do you how do you enforce city by city legislation on the radio? It's not possible. You'd have yeah, to, I don't know. It would have to be an FCC regulation. I think. Yep. Officer Dave's looking it up. See if that's a 6110 or whatever the hell. Excuse me. <laughs> I actually asked him that one time, and he says uh, that doesn't, that they don't do that anymore. They're not like, oh, we got an 840 down on uh, 4th Street. Oh, they don't? They just say someone's They don't do that one Adam 12 stuff? No, exactly. They just say someone's killing someone. Go get him. Back when uh, our friend Nick used to bring in the Minneapolis 911 calls, my favorite one was, there was like a robbery going on 
and some guy in short north side in the middle of the day dressed as a goat that had a sword or something like that. Do you remember that, Tom? Uh, yeah, that, I think that was one of the things that L.A. Nick, yep. when he right. did his... Yeah, uh, yeah that's yeah. what I was talking about. Yeah. And, I, and, and the dispatcher goes, okay, we've got a robbery in progress at 4th and Broadway, and then we've got a man with a sword dressed as a goat on 429 and Penn. And the cop goes, I'll take the pissed off goat. <laughs> It's a lot easier well. to defend against a sword, I think. That's right. As long as you've got a decent uh, targe or a shield, you know, you're good to well, go. Well, that wraps up the first ever episode of uh, Andy's AOK Auto World. Uh, tune in next <laughs> yeah. Thursday while Andy will be explaining uh, why hydrogen-powered fuel cars will never make it in the United States. I think we've had that conversation before. <laughs> yeah, and, uh... Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everybody next week.